This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, now in its fifth year, the Dunedin Youth Jazz Festival will provide young local jazz musicians with an opportunity to uh, showcase their skills and present a program of music uh, before an external adjudicator to have uh, a look at just how well they're doing. Should be an exciting weekend for young people involved in jazz in this city. Uh, joining us on the line to talk about more uh, about what's in store for the weekend, Bill Martin. Bill, good to have you with us. Good morning, Jeff. Nice to be here. Uh, we've spoken before about the young talent in this city. Um, this festival, uh, not just a festival of performance, but a, f- a festival that uh, enables, I guess, some of these younger players to get a finger on the pulse as to where they where they stand with their uh, their playing at the moment. Yeah, um, as you said, the Dunedin Youth Jazz Festival's been going for five years, um, and over that time. We've sort of seen um, steady um, progress and increased participation from the schools, and um, also seeing some of the young players um, get to quite a high standard um, while they're at high school. So, um, you know, at the Dunedin Jazz Foundation, we've sort of been amping up a few of the things we do. Um, we run the Dunedin Youth Jazz Festival. Um, I also personally run the Dunedin Youth Jazz Orchestra. And um, in recent in recent times, we've also started up a little jam night at the Dish Cafe on a Tuesday night. So there's all of these sort of places for young players to play jazz, and they're now beginning to sort of see it as something that they could do, possibly as a career or or something that they could do out of high school. And um, so one of the, the really um, interesting and exciting things that's happening this weekend is that we've got... Um, Gwen Reynolds, who's the program director at Ari Institute of the Musical Arts Program, uh, he's a tenor saxophonist. He's coming down to adjudicate the festival, um, but he's also bringing with him his band Tiger Moth, who are predominantly also tutors from the Christchurch Jazz School. So the players are going to get that kind of expert um, tuition advice, feedback. But they're also going to get the opportunity to have a jam with them at workshops um, on the Saturday and hear them play. So yeah, they really are getting more of a sense of uh, where they sit in the Dunedin scene and how that sort of fits into the bigger network of jazz in New Zealand. Friday sees the the elements of assessment and competition, I guess, the small combo competition and the big band competition. Um, the public's going to get a chance to have a look at that this year. Yeah, look, we've, we've slightly changed the format this year. Um, in previous years, we've run a full day during the school day and it's kind of been a little bit of an in-house affair um, with all the schools getting together, and it's had that kind of festival vibe because it's been a real celebration of what all the schools are doing. I guess this year we've we've tried to make it a little bit more accessible um, to parents, interested friends and so on, who want to hear um, those individual school bands. So what we've done is we've we've kept the We've kept the small combos during the day, but all the big bands um, will be performing at um, Otago Boys High School Auditorium from 4pm onwards, and they'll run for about two hours. So it'll be a nice, concise couple of hours of big band jazz, and um, that is open to the public. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's providing a bigger platform and just recognising that um, the music that the students is making is really great and that we should let other people hear it. Take a look at Saturday in a moment, but sticking with Friday, um, how many combos have we got lined up through the day? I think we've got about um, five combos, um, and we've got um, six big bands. 
So a lot of the schools are um, are entering combos and big bands, um, and I think um, it, those schools that have got the combos have really got students there that have really taken the initiative themselves and have become sort of self-learners and have been teaching themselves jazz and, and becoming quite advanced, and they are quite passionate, and those combos um, are at quite a high level. Um, and this year, so this year, the, the top two combos will actually get a support slot um, at the Dunedin Jazz Club on Saturday night. So because they're early in the day and, and maybe um, members of the public won't be there, um, the top two will get to perform at Dunedin Jazz Club on Saturday night. I'm just going back through the centuries and thinking about my school days. I'm not sure there was even one big band in existence when I was at, at, at school. Uh, it, some might find it surprising that there's this level of interest, not so much in music, but in jazz. What do you put it down to? I think um, I think jazz is, is, has a kind of rhythmic um, intensity and excitement um, that attracts the young players in. A lot of them have had possibly um, some training in classical music, so they've got a little bit of proficiency um, on their instrument, and then they get exposed to jazz, and the rhythms are so exciting that they discover that they can do all these amazing things with the instrument. For some of the players, um, it's the improvisation, which is the real draw card, because um, there's a kind of real experience of freedom um, when you get given the opportunity to improvise, and all of a sudden... Um, it's a very, very pleasurable experience. I mean, that's something that that I that drew me to jazz, having you know played the clarinet for many, many years in a classical context. As soon as I could pick up a saxophone and improvise, it was a totally different experience. So, I think that's exciting um, for the young players. And um, even though it can be difficult to get a full big band, it is achievable for the schools to find fifteen um, young people that good enough on their instrument and, and they can make a good sound and it's exciting to play in. And I think um, when you're at a high school, um, the other students at the high school really do look up to the players in the big bands and get excited to hear them play. Now, you mentioned the uh, musicians coming down from Christchurch to <clears throat> excuse me, adjudicate the band competition and performing as Tiger Moth. Tell us more about them. Um, well, I guess I've been developing relationships with Christchurch through the Dunedin Jazz Club, and Gwyn, Gwyn Reynolds has been down as a guest a few times um, as a tenor sax player. So um, I've I've just given them the opportunity to, to bring down um, some of their musicians, and this is a group that um, they sort of market themselves as a kind of a postmodern jukebox. So they're all jazz musicians and trained, um, but they are sort of attempting to um, broaden the genre of what we might call standards or the tunes that you might play. Um, so we've got Kate Taylor uh, on vocals, who um, is a jazz singer but do- also does other styles. Uh, very excited to hear Scott Taitoko, the trombonist from Christchurch. He's a bit of a legend up there, has been um, principal trombone of the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra, so he's just got that amazing technique, also a great jazz player. There's a guy called Nick Pitts, who's a pianist, who I think is about 19 or 20, um, and was a real star on the Christchurch scene and just, has just risen to the kind of um, the top of the scene in Christchurch as a young player. We've got Bradley Granger on the double bass, who is one of the go-to double bassists in um, Christchurch, and also Nikos Kazakov on the drums. So, um, look, at Dunedin Jazz Club, we often have one or two guests down for a concert. We can't usually afford to bring 
uh, a whole group. But because we've got funding um, from the Bendigo Valley um, uh, Sports and Cultural um, Foundation, we've been able to bring back, bring down an entire band from Christchurch. It plays all at a very high professional level. So it's pretty exciting to hear this level of jazz in Dunedin. They're performing at the Dunedin Jazz Club at Hanover Hall on Saturday night, 7.30pm. You can get your tickets from Event Finder. And I guess uh, more information about everything we've talked about up on the Dunedin Jazz Club website. That's right, Jeff. Dunedinjazz.club. It's easy to find. Uh, and, um, well, these uh, Hanover Hall events have been pretty well supported so far. Will you be happy about uh, the way the public's accepting and embracing what you're being able to curate for them? That's right. Look, I think I think we've been around for a, a year and a half now, and I think the public know what to expect. Every concert is different. Every concert is unique. I mean, sometimes I program something, and I'm not sure how it's going to go, but I can honestly say that every concert has been amazing. Um, and, you know, we've had our high points. We had 170 people in for the Kind of Blue um, tribute concert and you know it was Hanover Hall was, was at absolute capacity for that one but there's still plenty of seats available um, for Saturday night I guarantee it will be a great concert this, you know this level of talent um, from Christchurch we're very lucky to have so yeah get onto the Dunedin Jazz Club website or go straight to Event Finder and, and look for Tiger Moth and, and get your ticket. Thanks for joining us Bill all the best to you and indeed all the best to the young musicians for um, all the, the fun they're going to have over the weekend as part of the Dunedin Youth Jazz Festival as well look forward to catching up with you down the track Thanks Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air